All right. So I would like you guys to get your books out here. Hopefully you brought them with you. When we're done here this morning, you're going to have some discussion time again with your cabin. And I want you to have your notes so that you can talk through them together. Open up to page nine, and that's where we'll be. Now, <clears throat> brands are a pretty big deal today, and we're, we're talking about them all week. Companies pay millions of dollars to increase their brand recognition or the, the recognition of their logo. They pay athletes and movie stars and celebrities to represent them, and they are very purposeful about who they choose to represent them. Before I became a pastor, I was a, a sales manager for a company, and we worked with a marketing company, and we paid them tens of thousands of dollars every year just to manage our, our Facebook presence, just to manage the image that went out to our customers, right? A lot of money gets put into that. So I'm gonna, going to, before, uh, before we get into the, the word, I'm going to test your brand knowledge. So I'm gonna put a company up here, and I just, if you recognize who they are, just shout it out, okay? First one. Pretty good, okay. You guys are with me. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, yes. Best fast food ever, right? Okay, here we go. You guys are good at this. How about this? Okay, not bad if there's no other options. Um, okay, how about this one? Nike. Nike. Okay, you guys are pretty good at the, uh, at the brands of, of companies, of corporations. Let's test out your knowledge of some team brands, some team logos. New York Yankees. Got the team up north. Any, fi- any Vikings fans here? Okay. No, fair enough. There we go. There we go. That's who we should be cheering for. World champions. How about the new world champions? Any NBA fans out here? Okay. If you missed it, you should have you stayed in my cabin on Monday night and went back and watched the whole game. It was great. Anyway, we won't get into that. Okay. How about these guys? Okay. Okay. No booing. Cheering if you're a Cyclone fan. Okay. And how about... There we go. So we have some Cyclone fans, we have some Hawkeye fans. I think we can all agree on this next one and just their excellence. And so I need everybody to cheer their loudest. Oh, come on. Can I get it? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, it's my dad's fault. He raised myself and my brothers to be Nebraska fans. And to be fair, at that time, they actually were a team worth cheering for. It's gotten a little rough most of the rest of my life, but have pity on us, maybe this year, right? The hope of fans everywhere. Okay, so brands were a pretty big deal also in the Wild West. They were important in identifying who something belonged to. And as we've talked about, they were important for the cowboys who were riding for them. Riding for the brand was a very big deal. So let's revisit the author's note from this book, Riding for the Brand from Yesterday. Okay, and we'll read, actually we just read the first half of the definition. We'll get to the second half here in a bit. The term writing for the brand was an expression of loyalty to a man's employer or the particular outfit he rode for. It was considered a compliment of the highest order. If a man did not like the ranch or the way they conducted their affairs, he was free to quit and many did. But if he stayed on, he gave loyalty and he expected it. 
And how cool is that? to be part of that. If you rode for the brand, you gave loyalty, and you expected it in return. I know a little bit about that as a, as a Nebraska fan, right? We, even though we're horrible, still have that loyalty, right? And if you cheer for a team that's good or not good, it doesn't matter, because that's who you're loyal to, right? The brand was a way to identify a couple of different things. Number one, the animals, cattle, horses, and things, they showed who they belonged to, and the specific crew of that specific ranch. Okay, so I wanna show you what I mean. So this is a, an older type of brand that was used, and, and they often used letters that would, would go along with the name of the rancher, the name of the rancher, so, uh, and they were well understood. So the first one is, is not just an A, it's a crazy A, is how they would call it, because it's upside down. The next one, flying A, it's got little wings, Third one, any ideas? Close, it's called the lazy A, because it's laying down. Fourth one, walking A, okay? And so they take these letters and these different symbols and they'd combine them together with different shapes, like the circle M, the Y cross, flying U, rocking A, the four E. Um, I've actually got a brand here to show you. Um, a friend of mine grew up out west, now he lives here in Iowa, and he has horses, cow, uh, he has cattle. Uh, it's his saddle over there. He said we could bring that along if anybody wants to come up later and check out what a saddle and a bridle and bit and roping, uh, roping uh, stuff, lassos, there we go, uh, look like. Feel free to come up here, we can take pictures. But he also shared with me his brand. This is what he used, and a brand, what they would do is they'd, they'd put it in a fire, get it red hot, and then they'd put it on the, the, the skin of the cattle or of the horses. This one's the HH brand, the double H, just like you see there. His last name is Harris, and uh, he's part Hispanic, and so it's Harris Hacienda, which is kind of a, a word similar to like a, a Spanish word for ranch in a way, okay? So it's the Harris Hacienda, the double H, and that's what a brand would look like, and they would mark them so that they knew who they belong to. And there were all kinds of, of different brands that were used, hundreds and thousands of them across the West. Now, <clears throat> cowboys that worked for the ranch, thankfully, weren't actually branded, but they were known as being part of that crew, working for that ranch, riding for that brand. They, they belonged to, they were paid by, that was their home, that was who they were, and that was who their loyalty belonged to. And in so many ways, the brand that they rode for represented who they were. But these cowboys were not native to these areas. In fact, hardly any of the men who became cowboys in the West were born or grew up on the ranches that they ended up working for. Now, they came West for a variety of reasons, from out East, from across the ocean, sometimes across the Atlantic, sometimes for money, for jobs, for adventure, they were coming out west for one of those things, or for many, they were running from a past that they wanted to leave behind. They had come to the west looking for a new job, a new life, a new purpose, and they were looking for a place to belong. So check this out. This is the rest of that definition of what it means to ride for the brand, okay? So we got the first part. The second part, a man was rarely judged by his past, only by his actions. Many a man who came west left things behind that he would rather forget. So it was not accustomed to ask questions. 
Much was forgiven if a man had courage and integrity and if he did his job. If a man gave less than his best, somebody else always had to take up the slack and he was not admired. That's how they looked at it. That's how they understood writing for the brand. Now, this description of these men who were writing for brands reminds me a lot of the verses that you guys are memorizing this week. Hopefully, you're working on that. So open your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 through 20, and we're going to read them together. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 20. And we're going to look at what it means to be a brand rep, to be a brand representative. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 20. And if you don't have a Bible, follow along with, with one of your cabin mates. Here we go. Chapter 5, verse 17, it says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Verse 18, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Three things that identify a Christian. That's what we're going to talk about here this morning. So we're going to phrase it as a brand rep. So page nine, turn there and write these things down. A brand rep for Jesus is number one, a new creation. A brand rep for Jesus is a new creation. There are some really important words in this verse. Okay? Words like old and new. Pay attention to these. If you write in your Bibles, I'd actually like you to highlight or underline or maybe circle these words, old and new, in verse 17. It is saying that what you were before is left behind. It's gone, much like the men who came west, right, and found new lives and new homes and new purpose. You are no longer defined by what you were before. You are a new man. The God has made you new. Old, gone, the new is here. There is visible evidence that you are different. Just praying a prayer and saying some words does not make you a child of God, okay? The faith needs to be there, the repentance. We'll talk more about that later. It means that you are not the same as you once were. This idea of being made new was especially important to the guy that wrote these verses, that wrote this book. The book of 2 Corinthians is actually a letter written by the Apostle Paul, the guy who in his old life was abusing Christians, was arresting them, men, women, children. Can you imagine his thankfulness to know that he was forgiven? And you can radically see the change in the life of Paul as you read through it in Scripture that God was not holding a sin against him. Now, there's another really important word that I want you to circle or underline, okay? Circle the word if. Small word with big meaning. You see, this new life does not apply to everyone. The promise of this new life only describes those who are in Christ. Only if what? Circle those words too or underline them. In Christ. Can you say it with me? If you are 
in Christ. That's what you need to be. Now, we talked about it last night, faith. Hopefully, you remember from yesterday what it means to be in Christ. It means your faith is in him. You are trusting in Jesus alone to save you from your sin. And repentance. If you are in Christ, you have repented of your sin. You hate it like God hates it. And you're working with the help of the Spirit to eliminate it from your life. Okay? Now let's look at the next one. A brand rep for Jesus is number two, a messenger. Write it down. A brand rep for Jesus is a messenger. And what is our message? Look there again at verse 18. It says this. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them, and he committed to us the message of reconciliation. Reconciliation, big word, right? Raise your hand if you've heard this word before. Hopefully you all raise your hands. We've, We've talked about it. Pastor Aaron talked about it. Okay, we'll talk about it some more. Big fancy word, it comes from the word reconcile. Say that word with me, reconciliation. Sorry, made it confusing. Let's try it again. Reconciliation. We see it right there at the end of verse 18, right? He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. It says it again at the end of verse 19, the message of reconciliation. Now, if it's your job as a brand ambassador for Jesus, to carry the message of reconciliation, it's very important that we understand what this word means, right? So, reconciliation, big definition. It's the permanent bringing together of the believing sinner and God through Jesus Christ, okay? More simply, think of it this way, from God's enemy to God's son. Write that down. Reconciliation from God's enemy to God's son. Born, that's how you were born, how we all were born, God's enemy, now adopted as God's son. Biblically, it's removing the hostility between you and God and restoring the fellowship between you and God, the way God created things, the way he wants them to be. Before the old me was an enemy of God, and now the new me is a son of God, and that is way cool. That is the best news ever. The other cool part about this is that not only have I become a son of Almighty God, but he has given me a very important job to do here on this earth. He has given me the job of representing him. I can't keep all these things to myself. I need to be telling others. Now, it's very clear from these verses that that we don't do the reconciling, right? Jesus has done that, but you are to carry that message. You are to show others, not just say it, but show it, right? Show others what it looks like to be a son of God. How are you living? What are you showing them with your life? Are you showing the love of Christ to others, to your friends, to your siblings, probably the hardest people to love in the moment, right? Are you showing the love of Christ to them? Which brings us to the third thing that it means when you're repping the brand for Jesus, and that means that you are an ambassador. Another big word, and we'll need to define it, but first let's read the verse, okay? An ambassador, 2 Corinthians 5.20, we therefore, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. 
if you've put your faith in him and repented of your sin, you are an ambassador for Jesus. That's actually what riding for the brand, the theme of this whole week, it comes right here from this verse. But what exactly is an ambassador? I'm glad you asked. We're going to look. I looked it up in the dictionary just to make sure we have it right, okay? And what I found was three different, defi- three different definitions, okay? And so I, we're going to go through these, and then we're going to vote on which one you think it actually means here, okay? So an ambassador, definition one was a diplomat sent by a country to represent them to another country. That's what an ambassador is. Or number two, a promoter. Think like boxing promoter or something like that. A person who acts as a representative representative or a, a promoter of a specific thing. Not just anything in general, but a very specific thing. Or number three, a messenger. An authorized representative or a messenger. Those are the three definitions we came from. Who thinks it's the first one? Okay, we have a few. Who thinks it's the second one? Who thinks it's the third one? Oh, quite. Okay. Good news. Trick question. It's all three, right? We're all three. So we'll put it this way. An ambassador, when you, when you take all those definitions, it basically means an official representative. Write that down as well. You're an official representative. The Bible is clear that once you are a son of God, the earth is no longer your home. You're a citizen of a different place. Philippians 3.20 says our citizenship is in heaven, and we're just here visiting. We're here on earth to represent Jesus. How are you doing that? Secondly, as a promoter, we're promoting something very specific, right? We're promoting the reconciliation, the bringing together of God's enemy to be God's son. It says be reconciled to God. We're promoting brand Jesus. That's our job. And thirdly, we're an authorized messenger. Like, God gave us the authority. God gave us the command, right? It is not something we're doing for ourselves, not something we're doing just for fun, but God has commanded us to do it, to represent Jesus in our words and in our actions. That's your job. And Paul saw it as his mission as Christ's ambassador to obey and fulfill the Great Commission, to go and make disciples of all nations, That was the job Paul was given, and that's the job that I've been given and you've been given as well, by God, if you are a child of God. And there is no greater calling in this entire world. There's a lot of jobs you guys can and and will do in your future lives. No greater calling, though, than being a representative for Jesus. Cowboys are pretty cool. I love reading about their history. But... No greater job than representing Jesus. Being a professional athlete, that was my dream when I was your age. I thought, yeah, professional athlete, right? That would be pretty cool. But there's no higher calling than representing Jesus. One of the guys who grew up in our youth group just graduated from the Air Force Academy out in Colorado Springs, and we had the opportunity to go visit him. And he is tough. And he is one very smart dude. He could have gotten it. He got accepted into a lot of places, chose the Air Force Academy. But he would be the first to tell you that his most important job through four years at the Air Force Academy was representing Jesus to those around him. And as I look at you guys, I see a lot of potential. Now, this camp is very special to me. Is that this camp 
over 30 years ago, listening to a different preacher, that I felt God calling me into ministry to be a pastor or to be a missionary. It was in, as I remember it, over in Short Memorial. Apparently they did classes or, or something over there. And I don't even remember entirely what we're, something about crowns and, and, and what we would be rewarded with. And, and I felt God calling me to be a pastor. And so in my mind, I thought, if, if, if my job's to represent Jesus, I want to give as much time of my life as I can to do that. And I look at you guys and I think, God's got the same plan for some of you. God's going to call some of you to serve as missionaries or as pastors to go into the world. And I want to challenge you guys to think about that. Maybe you came here knowing Christ already. You've been in church. You've learned it all. You know the Bible inside and out. Is God asking you to serve him that way? For me, from that point on, I went home every Sunday. I took notes in church. I thought, I'm going to copy this down. Someday I'm going to use this sermon and start memorizing the Bible. It didn't quite, that's not how sermons work out. Um, but I still have a lot of those notes today. I started preparing. And if you feel like God is leading you possibly down that path, come talk, talk to your counselor. Come talk to me, Pastor Aaron. We would love to talk to you more about that this week. If that's where he leads you, go all in. But now I also have a little bit better understanding of what it means to represent God and that the job of every single Christian is to be a representative. So no matter what God is calling you to, to do, pastor, missionary, or maybe he's calling you to be an engineer or a salesman or work in a factory, be a farmer, a carpenter, maybe even a cowboy, Whatever it is, his job for you is still the exact same that he has given to your pastor. And that's representing Jesus. He calls every one of us to that. So how are you representing Jesus? Are you a new creation? Do other people see that in your life? See that you're different? If you are a brand rep, if you are a son of God, you are a new creation. You are a messenger. You are an ambassador. So serve him well. Serve him now. Don't wait until the future when you're one of those other things. Serve him now in your family, with your friends, at your school, in your church, today, this week, when you get home, on your sports teams, wherever he puts you, you are to represent Jesus. And in the future, be a good dad. Be a loving husband. Be a hard worker. Be a godly man. Because you are representing Jesus. Show the world the love of Christ in you and through you. That's God's job for you. And we'll talk more tomorrow about how to ride for the brand. But don't forget, you are representing Jesus to the people around you, to this world. It's our job. Do it well. Represent the brand of Jesus well. Let's pray and get you guys out for some discussion. Lord, you're a good God, and you have chosen not only to save sinners, imperfect men and women, and make them your children, Lord, but you have chosen to give us the, the, the honor of representing you, the blessing, the command, the, the duty. Lord, and I pray that that truth would be made real and in the forefront of the, of the, the thoughts of every one of us here today as we go forward in our lives, that we would be representing you, seeking to represent you well in our words and our actions. 
that we would show a life that's been made new, that we would be messengers and ambassadors of heaven. Lord, thank you for our time together. We pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen.